And I want to introduce this series, Makers and Breakers. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 13. So go ahead and go there real quick. 1 Corinthians 13. We're going to be talking about relationships this weekend and the following two weekends. And what I know about you is what I know about me. And, and that is life is made up of relationships. Now with relationships, there's risk, but there's also reward. Sometimes you and I, we, we risk, we risk like two friends uh, who this weekend asked their girlfriend to marry them. Guys, go back. Remember where you were. Remember how you felt. Remember how fast that heart was beating as you were getting ready to ask the love of your life to marry you, to say yes. And, and there, there, was, there was some risk. You're putting it out there. There's some risk. Uh, one, of, one of my friends who just proposed um, his now fiance said that was the easiest yes of my life. Isn't that good? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if you're here and you're married, if you're here and you're not married, if you're here and you're older or you're here and you're younger, this series is for you. It's not just for married people and it's not just for adults because the truth is we're going to be talking about relationships and God wants you and I to have a handle on relationships because if if, if we don't pay attention to our relationships, what will happen is we'll end up with a lot of relation slips. And God, his very essence, God is relational. In the first book of the Bible, we read about God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, talking to each other. They are in relationship. God the Father, God the Son, relationship. God, the Holy Spirit, they're three, and they're in one. It's the Trinity. And in the very first book of the Bible, they said, let us make man in our image. Now, the thing about relationships is, is we think different. I've been doing a lot of premarital counseling. I have a wedding tomorrow on Valentine's Day. I'm doing a wedding my friends are here tonight. It's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. You and I want things to work out, right? We want to have great relationships. If, if you're married, you, want, you, want, you, you said yes, you came into it, not just to survive through it, but to be best friends, right? If you're a parent, the deepest desire of your heart is to have a great relationship with your son or daughter. If you're a grandparent, you're like, man, this is my world. My grandkids are my world. This, I just, I love them. I mean, it's like Veda up here, just snuggling right in here. Just, oh man, you know what it's about. If you work with people, if you live with people, you know the thrill of great relationships, and you know the agony of defeat with bad relationships. And so what does the Bible say about relationships? We're going to jump into it. You know, the truth is it matters what we build with. There are certain ingredients that if they grow in your relationship, it will tear your relationships down. 
There's also some other ingredients that, that if you are intentional and you begin to make sure, you begin to make sure that communication happens in your relationships. I mean, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You have teenagers, and so the communication isn't great. It's like, man, how are you? How was your day? Mm. Well, tell me a little bit about mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, great. How, how, all right, let me, let me ask you an open-ended question. What, what, was, what was the favorite part of, of your, your day-to-day? Tell me, what, what great, what, something great that happened? Lunch. Some of you know what it is to have marital distress, and you know what it is to sleep on the couch. You know what it is to sleep in the same bed, but you're back to back and you're both facing out and you're not speaking because instead of communication, maybe there's been miscommunication. Some of you have walked through difficult times and what you found out is there was distrust. And because of what happened, you weren't sure if trust would ever surface again. Some of us, we've been in relationships and the people in our life, um, I love how the message says, they're like a leech. They say, give me and give me more. Be careful of people that just want and never give. Got real quiet. Be, 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 be careful. Be careful of people in your life that you serve and you serve and you bless and you bless and you do and you do and you're just constantly giving, giving, giving and they don't even say thank you. That's not a friend. That's a leech. Selfishness. That can kill relationships. Selfishness is when it's just all about them. It's all about them. Abuse. Some of you know what we're talking about. We're going to get into these subjects in the next two weeks. We're going to get in and open up and, and pour together some ingredients that, that will either help you build amazing relationships or the truth is when you realize, well, that's why that didn't work out. And that's why this one seems to kind of be going over here is because these key ingredients are fundamental to all of our relationships and they'll either make you or they'll break you. Remember Rocky? Remember the movie? Remember the Russian? He came up there and he said, I must break you. You remember that? You remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, there are some things up here that if we're not careful, if we're not intentional, they'll break the relationships we all value the most. Today, I want to read a couple verses, and, th- and then that's it. I, I-, I want to talk about this word here because Scripture is going to tell us that-, that this is the greatest, that this is the greatest right here. It's, it's love, and love, someone say never. Someone say never. never. Come on, someone say it real loud, never. never. Love never fails. Yeah, yeah, but you don't know about my marriage. Love never fails. Yeah, 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 but you don't know about my family. Love never fails. Yeah, 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 but you don't know about my coworkers. You don't know about my employees. Love never fails. What if love was our foundation? What if, 
What if we just chose love? Now, there's a story in the Bible, and I'll be uh, talking about this a little bit more later. But there's a son who does his dad wrong. And then he, when he comes back home, after he really royally screwed up, his dad says something so amazing that I, I think we could just sum it up in a couple words. But it was like, all is forgiven. You know what love says? Love says all is forgiven. Love has a message. And the message of love is all is forgiven. Now, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians. Read a couple verses, and we're going to close. In 1 Corinthians 13, we know that as the love chapter, right? The love chapter. But what's interesting is the last verse in chapter 12 gives us something so powerful. In fact, it's almost hiding. It's almost overshadowed by chapter 13. So let's, let's, let's look at this. And in chapter 12, it's, it's talking about our gifts as a body in Christ. And then it says this, it says, so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. First Corinthians 12 verse 31, watch this. But now as Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth, he says, but now let me show you and that's the title of the talk, A Way of Life. For some people, distrust is a way of life. For some people, selfishness is a way of life. For some people, abuse is a way of life. Those would all be breakers. But for some people, communication is a way of life. You look at that couple and you're like, why can't our marriage be like their marriage? Well, it's because this is a way of life. This isn't the way of life. This is the way of life. For some of us, we, we're like, man, man, this, this person got all, so many friends. Like, you know, everyone thinks they're the best friend. And this person is just so good in relationships. And it's because this is their way of life. What we're going to talk about in this series is going to help all of us come up to love being the way of life. And Paul says, let me, let me show you now. Watch this. Let me show you now a way of life that is best of all. Best of all. Let's go to 1 Corinthians next, next verse. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Think about your child, maybe four or five years old, making beautiful music, but they don't know how to make music. They just got the drum set for Christmas. And they're up there, and it's like ching, 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 ching. And, and there's no beat. There's no rhythm. It's just loud noise. And they're in there, and you're like, that's beautiful. Come on. That's amazing, right? And we encourage that. And that is awesome, because that's how they learn. But for some of us, God is like, I want you to learn love. Because without it, man, it's just bad music. Without it, it's not music, it's just noise. Look at this. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, Paul said, I'd be nothing. I'd be nothing. If 
I gave everything that I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. I would have gained no thing. Now it tells us what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Well, that sounds like some makers. Couldn't, couldn't some of your relationships be a little bit better if there was a little more patience? There's a little more seasoning of kindness. Love is not jealous. Ooh, here's a breaker. Love is not jealous or boastful, another breaker, or proud, another breaker, or rude. And I don't know about you, but I know in my life sometimes, sometimes I can give my very best and then we come home exhausted and we give our family less than our best. You know, the people that we ought to love like the best is our family. I love them. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't want to give leftovers when we get home. We don't want to be patient and kind with the people in the office, people right next to us, the next cubicle over, and we just so kind. That's okay. I know you've asked me 14 times. Show me how to work the printer one more time. But come here. I'm going to do that. That's good. And then we're like right here with our family. I've done that before. I bet you have too. So, so love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. Sounds like selfishness. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Watch this. Love never gives up. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful. And it endures through every circumstance. In fact, there's one verse in the Bible that says that love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Now let's read verse 8. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Love. What if love was our foundation? Relationships, relation slips, makers, breakers. Well, there's risk, there's reward, there's love and there's loss, but love never fails. So the goal of this series is for you and I to pick up love. to make sure we carry it with us everywhere we go, to extend it to others, relatives, friends, even our enemies. Jesus said to love your enemies. He told us to pray for them. You know what happened? This is what God put on my heart this week. What happened is we'll all learn that love, love covers 
a multitude of sins. Love never fails. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes? Um, how many of you say, you'd say, Tim, I'm going through some turbulence in at least one relationship right now, and I sure could use God's help. If that's you, would you just be honest? Would you just hold your hand up? I'm gonna hold my hand up. Would you just hold your hand up? Just be honest. You're watching online. Yeah, yeah, just be honest. Just, just hold your hand up. Say, man, there's some things going on right now. Maybe it's an ex. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a family member. You can put your hands down. I just want to pray for you. God, we just invite you into our relationships, and we want to love. We want to sometimes until it comes time to love. And then it's easier to be selfish. It's easier to be rude. It's easier to be boastful. It's easier to be proud. It's easier to be jealous. And so, God, we want to be better. So, God, I pray in this series that we would understand practically these ingredients that either help us, Lord, to make our relationships better. And God, help us to unpack and learn. And God, I would even say recognize and master the ingredients, God, that end up breaking relationships. We want to be good at relationships. We can't do it without you. So help us, we pray. We just lay the broken relationships. We lay the lack of relationships. We even put in front of you, God, our good relationships. We'd ask you to help us take them from good to great. And we'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I, uh, we never like to end a gathering without giving you an opportunity to invite Jesus to come into your life. The truth is our sin was a breaker. And God, the eternal maker, did everything he needed to do to get you. He gave his son, Jesus, who became sin when he had never sinned. And he paid for sin he never did. Jesus took the hit. Jesus took your sin. And he died on a cross and he paid the price for sin. The price for sin is death. And he stayed on that cross, not because of the nails, but he stayed on that cross because of the word we talked about today, love. Because he loves you. He stretched out his arms to say, I love you. And there that day on that cross, the price was paid in full for you and I to be forgiven, to be made clean, to be made brand new. We were restored by the blood of Jesus. He shed his blood. Now, the, the power of life is in our blood. If you lose your blood, you lose your life. And Jesus freely gave his life by freely offering his blood. And it wasn't just any blood. It was 
heavenly blood. It was God's blood. It was holy. And it was the blood that would not just cover our sins, but do away with them, cleanse our sins. And scripture says that without that blood, you and I can't be made right with God. But because that blood was shed freely, you and I can be forgiven completely. And scripture says that if we'll confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if we'll believe that God raised his son Jesus from the dead, you and I will be saved. Now that word saved is a, a Bible term. It's, it means forgiven. Again, it means made right, made brand new. And if you're here, you're watching online and you've never done this, this isn't about joining our church. This isn't about becoming a certain denomination. This is just about you beginning a relationship with Jesus. And by the way, that's the key to heaven. It's the only key. It's not one of many keys. It's not one of two keys. There's only one key to heaven's gate, to heaven's doors, and that key is Jesus. And so if you have Jesus, then you have life. And if you don't have Jesus, then you don't have life. But the wrath of God will, will abide on you, and you don't want the wrath of God on you. The wrath of God was placed on Jesus, so the wrath of God did not have to be placed on you. And Jesus traded places so that you and I could be made new. And if you want to take that step, if you want God to forgive your sins, to come into your life and to teach you how to live, then I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Whether you're in one of our gatherings or you're watching at home online, I want to invite you to pray this prayer. And we're going to pray it together. We're going to pray it out loud because with the mouth confession is made, with the heart we believe. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to call on God. We're going to say that we believe that he's holy. We're not. We're sinners. We're going to accept the free gift. That's what Jesus did on the cross. We're going to accept God's gift, which was Jesus. And we're going to look to God. And because of that, we're going to live. It's not about our goodness. It's not about the church, the denomination that you were born into. It's, it's not about the money that you've given. It's not about hopefully all your good works could be swept together and they would be so much that they would outweigh the bad things that you've done, the wrong things. You, it's not about that. On our best day, our goodness could not get us to God. Only Jesus. And so we're going to begin a relationship with him. And, and the way we do that is we call on his name and we ask him to do for us what we could never do for ourselves, And that's to forgive us, to make us new. Let's do it together, will you? I want you to pray out loud. I'm going to lead us. Just repeat after me. And then after the prayer, I'm going to ask you, if you're watching online, to text us and let us know that you prayed this prayer for the first time. If you're here, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand up high. We're not going to embarrass you, but we will celebrate you. All right, so let's go to God in prayer. You repeat after me, would you? Would you say, Jesus, I'm a mess? That's right, prayed out loud. Jesus, I'm a mess. I'm a sinner. I need a savior. 
I believe that you love me. And I accept that love and all that comes with it. Thank you for dying for me and shedding your blood and rising again. I believe it. I now accept you, Jesus, as my Savior. I surrender my life to you. I give my life to you. Please teach me how to live. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, you're at home. You're at home or you're right here. I want you to let us know on the count of three. I want you to text us. Text us these words, Jesus made me new. Four words, Jesus made me new. If you're here, I want you to raise your hand. You see the number on the screen, 850-296-7344. If you're here, hold it up high. Ready on the count of three? We're gonna clap, we're gonna celebrate. This is amazing. We're gonna join the big party that's happening because you crossed that line of faith on the count of three. One, two, three, right now. Right now, if that's you, would you hold it up? If you're watching online, would you text us? Hold it up high, don't, don't be shy, hold it up. Hold it up high.